side joint Ooh, cold side joint Hello, Amarin. Welcome back to Cold Side Join. Amarin et al. How are you this evening? Greetings, Jesse. I am magical today. Doing great uh, at the front end of some time out of the office. So feeling pretty fancy and free. La dee da dee da. I was, uh, I'm also feeling really magical today. This morning, Ooh. I. Uh, I was running, this is a Saturday as we record, so I was running the big farmer's market this morning, and mm. before, it like, it takes, like, it, so it's a large, empty parking lot structure, and at seven in the morning, it's completely empty, and at nine in the morning, it's a bustling open-air mall with a 100 vendors that are, like, beautifully set up like we all live on Pinterest, so it's a really like cool two hours. Often it's stressful and and I'm really grumpy during that time. But anyway, I say all that to say that this morning I was walking through and it just looked like a Hallmark Christmas movie. There was like the nice old man, like perfectly lining out his hand carved wooden spoons and, you know, like Christmas music playing and like guitar solos and like the tea guy getting his tea all together. And and as I walked past each of them, they would look up and smile and wave at me. (laughs) Like, like Like I was a golden retriever. Yeah, absolutely. It was really, it was we play. So. That's yeah. beautiful. I, I can attest. Magic. Yeah, I can attest to that magic. I literally, this is not planned. <laughs> we did not discuss this ahead of time. But at this moment, I am drinking a hot cup of tea out of a mug that I myself bought at that very winter market. Oh, Isn't that's that fantastic. Dreamy. Which is Am I right to say where you and I met at that market? Yes. That you, yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that makes it sense. It turned out that we had massively overlapping lives and Hugely. should have met like 20 other times. But in fact, Truly. we met at that market. Yeah. We sure did. Okay. That's just a little fun connection for listeners old and new if they haven't mm-hmm. heard me say that a million other times, which they could have. I'm not sure. Perhaps I have. I was just thinking today about this show and I was thinking, I wonder how many people think of us as besties. And we are sort of like love each other as much as besties, but actually, in fact, have not spent that much time time in the same place. Not really. So aren't functionally besties. It's an interesting like. It is uh, interesting. We have kindred souls. The way we do and don't overlap. Yeah. Yeah. We have a very, I don't know. We have one of those connections, which I say this to people a lot when they ask about it. I just like. I never really doubt it. I, do, I just don't question it. It's almost familial because I'm just kind of like, oh, yeah, my friend Jesse that I've that I am friends with and, and always am friends with, you know, yeah, that's how I feel, too. Do I it's, know what you do on Tuesdays? I no, don't. Uh-uh. <laughs> I, I yeah. know key pieces of your life, but not right. maybe even the full picture, I, though yeah. I will say the podcast gets me closer all the time. So Same, which I really I'm enjoy. piecing it together. So for us, <laughs> this is like our bestie becoming mission uh, that everybody's oh. listening to, but we're doing it through the means of cults, which is They're beautiful. listening to our dating process. Basically, yeah, we're falling uh, in, in love. In the world of friendliness, yeah. That's right, in a friend way. And it's it's just that beautiful journey that you're listening in on. Wow. You're welcome, everybody. And may I just say it's especially dreamy today because jesse is wearing the pumpkin sweater I, but guys i'm back in the pumpkin sweater i have I to tell you not let you know yeah, i feel like i'm proselytizing deal. for a big corporation who doesn't need my help but it is just a great sweater and i've been it feeling is. myself all day 
As you should. It makes yeah. perfect sense. It really does. I am I am bitter and sick over the fact we can't get you a commission out of the deal, but I know. Uh, I know. I've you literally are sold a couple it. of these. That's actually yep. reality. Yeah. Truly. It's special. So listeners, it's a very, very special day. And I wonder if the group we're going to be talking about today is going to measure up to the magical specialness of this day or not. Dot, dot, dot. They are. Here's your first hint. Ooh. They are. They are the originators of things that are magic and cool. However, they would oh. heavily eschew my pumpkin sweater and my enjoyment of clothes in general and my uh, capitalism. So, oh, okay. I love it. Yeah, uh, a lot of things that I appreciate the eschewing of, though I'm not good at. So I'm excited. <laughs> <Yeah. to get laughs> same, same. Conceptually, capitalism is a problem. Uh, True. Okay. Let's let's get into it. I'm really curious whether you're going to guess this one. I feel like this one is 50-50 for you. Could go either way. Like, this is a really good, solid trivia question for you. Oh, okay. Because some I'm like, she's going to know this one. And some I'm like, she definitely won't. But this is this could go either way. So I'm going to give you some hints. We'll see. We'll see. Okay. Uh, we're talking way, way back. Dawn of Time-ish. Way back. Oh, okay. Not, <laughs> not the dinosaurs. But... Oh, okay. um, Dinosaur we are cult. talking uh, time of Jesus. Oh my goodness, we're taking it time. way, way, Jesus way back. Jesus is walking the earth. He is. Uh, he is a contemporary of this group. Okay, that it has been argued that he is a member of this group, but you could go either way. Con- conspiracy theories abound. Okay, interesting, interesting. Love. Um, let's see. Let's see. There. Um, wow, I don't know where to start. Um, they're, they're known for being the most puritanically pure of the pure. Okay. Okay. Um, they are considered by some to be the original Christians. Oh, 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 oh. Is it the, um, I don't know what they're called, but I know it's the weirdly magical. Almost like we planned it. They're very mystical. Very well, mystic would be the word, probably. Yeah, yeah they so are mystics. It's a Jewish group, right? And then it is also, a group. they are. Um, but they're mad at all the other Jews. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, and this is the group. I'm not going to be able to name them, but I think this may be my moment. This is the group that's associated with the Dead Sea Scrolls. Yes. 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 Okay. Yes. okay. So, so I you do, do know them, who I'm but talking I talking about the name is escaping not, you. It's escaping me. I will say I'm not knowledgeable about this group, really. Okay. However, my bib, my deep biblical interest has drawn me close to them time and time again, I would say. They are the authors of the Dead Sea Scrolls. Yes. Um, and they are called the Essenes. The Essenes. Beautiful. I the love Essenes. that name, actually. I know It's a really pretty name. I'm going to hold up for you so that you can see it. This is my own copy of the Essene Gospel of Peace. Oh which I've wow. had since I was like 20. It's beautiful. This Here's an embarrassing fact about me. when Because I grew up in a cult, you'll understand this, Amarin. Uh, I, when I was 20, I was living in hippie communes, which were fully secular, but I had just come straight out of my own cult with no like buffer. And so I, I didn't understand uh, how people perceived Christians, which is as like a bunch of like conservative anti-choice assholes. I didn't understand any of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't, I didn't understand that we were viewed as dicks. I just had no idea. Um, sure. and I was still like, and I still thought Christianity was the ultimate truth. And I was so like, when I was with my Zendik boyfriend, who you might imagine was not a Christian, 
I was could. still like trying to like subtly bring him on over. So I would like sing Christian songs around him or like play Christian music or. And so something that I did was mail him this copy of mine of the Essene Gospel of Peace when he was staying at mm. another commune. And I thought this will get him for sure. Nobody can read the Essene Gospel of Peace and then consider themselves not faithful so to true. God. So true. <laughs> I could not have been more off the mark. Not only did he think it was stupid and I should have been embarrassed and I didn't know to be, but also in my rereading of the Essene Gospel of Peace, it's not as inviting. I was like, yes, I'm doing this, but nobody else would. It's extremely strict. It's the whole okay. thing is like, if you, if you drop one letter of this, you're going to hell. Okay. Like there's, oh. it, it is all or nothing and, and you better be on the all side. Okay. They wow. don't fuck around the Essenes. So anyway, that's my embarrassing fact. I tried to convert a Zendic person with the Essene gospel of truth. It predictably ended badly. It was a bold <laughs> move and it had good elements. We have Thanks, to say there were you. good elements in play. It just maybe wasn't the right combination of elements. In retrospect, he wasn't even a reader. So like there was just mm. no. It was going <laughs> no nowhere. From the start really there. Yeah. I did get my book back though. And that's what matters. So. That's respectful. There are there are a couple of boys out there still with with books of mine, and I didn't oh. I didn't say they could have them, you know. So oh. I do appreciate that this is back in your possession, girl. Same, and you know who you are, Brad. Bradley, we're watching you. Give me back my book on the American Indian Movement stat ASAP. ASAP. All right. Now that we've got that, if anyone knows Brad and notices that he has a suspiciously cool book on the AIM movement, hmm. you're going to you want to get that up. back to me. There will be snacks involved if you return safely. 100%. It's a really yes. good book. All right. Let's get into it. We are talking the Essenes. Amrin, is there anything that, that comes to, when you think, when I say the Essenes, what comes to your mind? The Dead Sea Scrolls, good, spot on. Yes, the Dead Sea Scrolls, I would also say that it brings to mind, I don't know if you're familiar, um, probably, since we're talking about this, uh, Josephus, which yes, is, uh -huh. yeah. so I read Josephus, because um, I was oh, a good. really crazy child in high school, and I did do that, um, and so the Essenes are mentioned. Uh, they're called yes. out in, in the book. Um, yeah, so, I have a description of his about them in here. So, yeah. Perfect. Yeah. So that should trigger a faint memory for me. But, yes, I have encountered them there. Um, and then I also went to an immersion uh, Dead Sea Scroll Museum one time. And they talked cool. about them there. Yeah. I feel like I don't remember enough about that for this podcast purpose. Uh, so please don't ask me about it because it's weirdly blank in my brain. Uh, <laughs> but... I did do that one time, and I remember it was cool. They did have a Gutenberg press there as well for some reason, which was cool. nice. Seems a little <laughs> unrelated, but nice. Like, here's something the Essenes would have liked since they literally wrote the Dead Sea Scrolls by hand. They probably would have loved to see one of these. What do you know? Uh, yeah, they were like biblical, biblical. Jesus yeah. tie, I guess. But yeah, it was uh, interesting. Um, but yeah, so I'm I'm fully, fully into kind of get connect all the dots on the Essenes Let's today. Let's do it. I love me some Essenes. And this is another group that I just self-joined for quite a while. Love. <laughs> this was okay. like, I've read the Essene Gospel, which by the way, guys, um, it is about half an inch thick. It's it's almost just a pamphlet. I mean, it's not a pamphlet, but it's it's 
It's a day's read. It's dense, but it's a day's read uh, if you're being lazy. So Mm. an easy little little one to swallow. It's basically like a book of the Bible. Um, So let's get into the Essenes. I love them. What's not to love? I guess they're extremely strict and judgy, but here we go. (laughs) All right. Essenes, members of a religious sect or brotherhood that flourished in Palestine from about the second century BC to the end of the first century AD. So they're literally contemporaries of Jesus. Um, We will get into it, but I'll say um, it, it... 100%, if we're talking about Jesus as a historical figure, which we are in the context of this, and there is certainly like a fair amount of of, uh, documentation that this person was around with this name and this following. Hmm. Um, And so uh, unequivocally, if we're perceiving all of this as as, uh, the Jesus part is real, he was either hanging out with the Essenes for sure or he was educated and raised as an Essene, mm. which wasn't that weird. Um, or he was himself an Essene. Hmm. It seems also pretty clear that some of his disciples were almost definitely Essenes, but almost mm. positive. I can only say almost because the Essenes are shrouded in mystery, but it is almost totally positive that uh, his cousin, John the Baptist, was an Essene. Um specifically because he was going around baptizing people and the Essenes are like super into that. So, all right, let's Mm. get into it. The Essenes thought themselves to be the holy elect of Israel, the sons of light, who would at the end of time engage in a catastrophic war with the enemies of Israel, the sons of darkness. Mm. Most of what we know from the Essenes uh, comes from the literature known popularly as the Dead Sea Scrolls and from the writings of the Jewish historian Josephus, a Roman historian, Philo. Is that Philo or Philo? I think it's Philo, but I'm not totally sure. I'm going to run with it. Amarin told me. Um, And a few other Roman and Greek writers. Um, The Essenes were not ever mentioned in the New Testament or in rabbinic literature. So there are a couple of possible reasons for that. We'll get into them in a bit. All right. Why did the Essenes live as they did? So we'll get into how they lived too. But basically, part of them was like a monastic sect that lived in the caves where the Dead Sea Scrolls were found. That's why mm-hmm. they were there. It was, the Dead Sea Scrolls were their library. Um, okay. And then they were wiped out, um, which again, we're not there yet. Um, so part of them lived there. Part of them lived in the regular world, but they were extremely set apart in in all ways. They considered themselves the holiest of the holy. They, again, eschewed even a lot of like Jewish culture and rituals um, and you could visibly tell in a scene coming down the road because they look like the people to, when you see a person walking down the road today in like a white robe and bare feet and you're like, I get your scene. I get what you're doing. That's the Essenes back then. That's how they dressed. That's how they, Uh, they were like, okay, here's what it's like. It's like dating a vegan. You know how when you date a vegan, they're always like, so I'm a vegan. I don't know if you know about my veganism, but I'm a vegan and therefore I'm a vegan. So I'm going to have to eat vegan things because of what a vegan I am, unlike yourself, because you're disgusting, unlike me, because I'm a vegan. Yes, the CrossFit mentality. Yes, yes, that's exactly right. Hilarious. They were the CrossFitters of the biblical world. Okay. Metal. Yeah, that's exactly what they are. All right. So at this time in history, the Romans had infiltrated Israel. Um, and you'll recall in Jesus's time, we're, we're in the Israel area, Israel-Palestine, um, mm. and the Romans are there. 
conquering everything, ruling, treating Jews as second-class citizens, and kind of rabble-rousing, right? Like they're kind of being jerky invaders at this time. Yeah. So it says, when the Romans infiltrated Israel, each group of Jews had various reactions to the new rulers. The aristocratic mm-hmm. Sadducees, for instance, did their best to blend with the Hellenistic customs of the Romans. And if you're listening, Hellenistic would be like a different set of gods. So. Mm-hmm. The aristocratic Jewish people, the Sadducees, um, who are always getting trashed in the Bible for exactly this reason, um, were the ones who were like, yeah, yeah, that's fine. Multiple gods. Yeah, that's cool. We're all good. Like they just tried to blend in and go along to get along um, and continue exchanging money, um, forfeiting some of their own beliefs, such as the resurrection of the dead and the afterlife. Oh, Mm -hmm. they let that go. Wow. That's a big thing to just drop off the list there. They were like, I'm um, good. Don't want that. I don't need this. Yeah, whatever. Let's keep keep this capitalism going. Um, other groups, such as the Zealots, pushed back against the oppressive rule and led various revolts, thus mm-hmm. them being called Zealots. So, um, so all right, so we've got the Sadducees who blended in and, and weren't, they prioritized their income over their religion. We've got the Zealots who sort of did the opposite and physically fought back. The Essenes took the middle path. They hold themselves up in the desert away from Roman influence. In essence, they formed a bubble away from the dark influence of the world. In doing so, they became enigmatic throughout history and were mostly unknown until the discovery of the Dead Sea Scrolls. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm, Sorry. Is the, you're maybe about to say this, but then there's, there's the, the fourth group with them is the Pharisees, right? Yes. And I have them listed as one of the groups, but I didn't write anything down about them. So let's I know see. this one. This is fun. Oh, um, go on. The Pharisees Great. are big characters in the Bible also. They actually. are, definitely. Um, and the Pharisees believe in, I was actually, I wanted to bring them up because I felt like the, what you're talking about with the Essenes is what I kind of thought was going on with the Pharisees. Um, but the uh-huh. difference between the two of them is like intensity, I would say. Yeah, I think the you're right. Pharisees were like big on internal, basically like, you have to be above reproach to God and God knows and other people will treat you with judgment if they know you're doing something God wouldn't like, but they're uh-huh. not going to correct you so much. They're uh-huh. just going to be like passive aggressive and judgy. It seems like yes. more than that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah. they're going to be like, well, I do better than that. So you're wrong. So I right. think that that I think that the scenes were kind of like a uh, level up, which is interesting because the scenes are not mentioned in the Bible. I just want to say it really quickly. They are um, not. They unlike are not. these other uh, three groups, kind of zealots are definitely talked about, not necessarily yes. in this capacity in that name, but they're still talked about. Yeah. And we'll get into potential reasons why they're not mentioned in the Bible. They're all pretty interesting. Um, So Essenes existed in large numbers and thousands of them lived throughout Roman Judea, but they were less numerous than the Pharisees and the Sadducees. They Mm -hmm. congregated in communal life. They did not seek wealth. They practiced daily bathing and asceticism. Um, It appears that a lot of their priestly class also practiced celibacy. Um, here's how the Josephus describes them. Josephus says they ascribe everything happening to God. They believe in the immortality of the soul. They followed an aesthetic life, an ascetic lifestyle of so monk-like, avoiding pleasure and giving themselves to prayer. They avoid the they avoid violence and have all things in common. They actually don't just avoid violence. They strictly don't allow any expression of anger or displeasure. Like you mm. themselves. Like wow. if you're like if you don't like grilled cheese sandwiches and they give you a grilled cheese sandwich, you're like, great. <laughs> it's wonderful. Thank you so much. I'm so glad this is here. <laughs> Yummy. <laughs> great. 
Some Essenes avoid marriage, whereas another group sees marriage and procreation as too central to human life to avoid it. So there are kind of two branches of the Essenes. They're not at war. They're just like basically the way Catholics have Catholics and then they have nuns Mm. and monks. So it's like that. Um, Certain Essenes can predict the future and interpret dreams. They're super, they're very into mysticism. Their thing Mm -hmm. is mysticism. So they're about prophecy and future predicting and interpreting dreams. Uh, Concerning sacrifices, Josephus mentions that although they send offerings to the temple, they have their own superior sacrifices. And they're very much a secret society. So like they say they know all the names of the angels, but nobody who isn't in the scene is allowed to know the names of the angels. And so all of their rituals and their superior sacrifices, we don't know what they are because they don't tell us ever. Well, yeah, you shouldn't ever know. Yeah, that makes sense. A lot of the other people are into that around this time where it's like, oh, well, everybody should be doing things in secret because it's cooler. Right. That way. Don't let the left hand know what the right hand exactly. is doing, which is sound advice. I've always that's a verse I carry with me for that kind of for that reason. Uh, then Philo describes the Essenes thusly. He says the Essenes taught that without the right heart condition, ritual and immersion was ineffective. Right heart condition was evidenced by turning from evil and disobedience to the road of obedience to God's commandments, which included proper conduct toward your neighbor. Secondly, baptism was practiced as the initiation ceremony into the Essene community. Um, It was a ritual that was done to signify the initiation of a covenant relationship between um, they. So. They almost entirely don't allow vows in the Essenes. They don't like the idea of vows. But once you've taken one, it's ironclad and it can never be broken. So, oh, yeah. Wow. So, okay. They really are black and white. Note to my therapist. They're way more black and white than I am. That's true. Yeah. I'm looking pretty good over here. You've got to admit, (laughs) this is not a bad look for me. Some people are more black and white and they're thinking than I am. Write it down. (laughs) All right. So that's kind of the descriptions of who the Essenes were. Here's their theology. They are a mystic Jewish sect. Um, Then, Sorry, it kind of goes over their timeline again. Um, Let's see there. Oh, right. So the reason the reason they split off from the Jewish people proper is that they were driven out by disputes over Jewish law and the belief that Jonathan's high priesthood was illegitimate. So a, a, a priest comes in named Jonathan. The Essenes mm-hmm. believe that while he is priestly in his bloodline, he is not of the correct line, lineage of priests to be the high priest in the Jewish yeah. temples. And so they secede from the Zadokite priesthood. They saw themselves as the genuine remnant of Israel upholding the true covenant with God and attributed their interpretation of the Torah to their early leader, the teacher of righteousness. That's what they called him, the teacher of righteousness, possibly a legitimate high priest from the the lineage that they believed was the correct lineage. Um, because of what they saw as the Jewish people's violations in the in the wrong priesthood, uh, the Essenes refused to participate in the temple rituals or sacrifice. The Essenes separated themselves from Jewish political and ritual society and the temple at Jerusalem because uh, they felt that not only did they have the wrong priests, they were also following the wrong calendar. They had the wrong purity rules and and they <laughs> officiated improperly before the Lord. They therefore practiced ritual purity in their own community and waited for the time when the true Messiah would come. So it's interesting. They are a messianic group. It's weird because they are a messianic group, meaning that they are, they believe in a coming Messiah. 
-hmm. Now, all Jewish people believe in a coming Messiah to this day, but, and I don't know how much the Jews these days are hot on whether he's coming anytime soon, but the scenes were like, it's right now. (laughs) And then along comes Jesus. And it's interesting because there are tons of parallels between Jesus and their own leader who they call the teacher of righteousness. And of and Jesus, in fact, was also referred to as mm-hmm. um, you know, the teacher of righteousness as well. So it's it's often weird because the Essenes predate Jesus just a tiny bit, and then they overlap him, and then they last a little bit longer than him because he had a famously short life. So we, did. <laughs> I think we all know that. <laughs> so, 33 short alert. years, yes. Yep. And Jesus didn't make it out alive. Oh, gosh, boy, don't come for me. Uh I'm not saying anything about the resurrection. I'm just saying a politically charged statement, a short life, physically speaking. Um, And so body for a short time. Sorry. Yeah. The Essenes pre and post date him, but just a little bit. So what's interesting is so much of what they prophesy about Jesus lines up identically with Jesus to the point that they're so. So, so what the Essenes, what the priestly Essenes in the cave spent their time doing was recopying um, the Torah over and over mm. and over again, with the exception of the Book of Esther, which for some reason they hated, probably because it's about a pretty girl. Probably. Um, but th- so that's that's what they spend their time doing, and then also writing their own gospels, which are the Dead Sea Scrolls, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, the Essene Gospels, as they are also known. So they're over there writing all these gospels. Um, a little bit later, um, you know, the gospels, which are used in the Bible are written by various people, not all one person. Um, and the wording is almost identical in a lot of descriptions of what Jesus says and, uh, descriptions of the coming Jesus and what we'd call him and what he'd do and who he'd be. Right. Um, so it's weird because it's like, did they prophesy correctly? Because they were mystics and we believe that the world is full of magic? Mm. Or did they um, just run with the same people at the same time and they were at the same speeches hearing the same things and they just ascribed them very well? Therefore, there's a lot of overlap. Were they describing, in fact, Jesus himself as opposed to prophesying it right beforehand? Mm. We don't know. It's an interesting... That's why that's why they are intriguing and in the midst of yes. time because we don't know the answers to this. So I'm sorry, I was digressing. I will go on. Boop boop badoo. Um, let's see. So the Dead Sea Scrolls were found, and that's actually kind of when we realized that the Essenes existed because, as you mentioned, they're not mentioned in the Bible, right? Um, for us to have known about them previously. So uh, they were over there making multiple copies of parts of the Hebrew Bible along with Deuteron. I have to say it. Deuterocanonical. Deuterocanonical. That's the yes, word. Yes, that's it. And sectarian manuscripts, including writings uh, such as, now these are theirs, Community Rule, the Damascus Document, and the mm-hmm. War Scroll, which provide valuable insights into the communal life, ideology, and theology of the Essenes. Now I'm going to tell you about each of those three. Mm. So, Community Rule, also known as Manual Discipline also known as rule of the community. All right. This scroll was probably intended for the Essenes sect's leaders, including priests who supervise the sacrificial, liturgical, and possibly exis- exi- <laughs> exegetical 
I know a lot of words, you guys, but I did not know exegetical. So it is hard to say uh, <laughs> religious functions and also guardians who control the administ- the admission and instruction of new members into the community. And it's hard to get into the Essenes, y'all. The document contains an explanation. Well, it's hard to get into the priesthood, uh, like the the monkey part, but not right. Lots of people were seen out in Judea. Hmm. Anywho, the document contains an explanation of the sect's religious and moral ideals, a description of its admission ceremony, a long discourse on its mystic doctrines of the primordial spirits of truth and perversity, organizational and disciplinary statutes. They had a rule for everything Uh, and a final hymn or psalm praising obedience and setting forth the sacred seasons uh, for the end of all of their rituals. The first two of two appendices, the rule of congregation or messianic rule contains additional statutes and instructions about a messianic feast. Oh yeah. They basically describe the last supper in this Hmm. pre the last supper. So again, did they prophesy the Last Supper or did they lay it out and then they were at the Last Supper and they were like, you know, what we should do is set it up like this. Right. Exactly. Because they were at that the Last Supper. perfect sense. Yeah. If you said something and then did it, that would make sense. It's it's an interesting, hmm. they're an interesting group of people. So that's the, the rule of community. It's basically literally the rules of their commune. Um the Damascus document consists of two major sections. The exhortation sets forth the sect's religious teachings, emphasizing fidelity to God's covenant with Israel and strict observance of Shabbat and other holy days. It also introduces the sect's enigmatic leader, the teacher of righteousness, whom scholars have not been able to identify. Hmm. Um, <clears throat> they mentioned that he's opposed by the weak, wicked priest, which is Jonathan, the guy that got in without the right lineage. Um, yeah. The sect believed that a messianic age would commence 40 years after the death of the teacher, which is about, I think, how it played out. The second section contains a list of statutes dealing with vows and ritual purity, guidelines for community assemblies, the selection of judges, and the duties of the guardian who controlled the admission and instruction of new members. Okay, Hmm. so that's the Damascus document. It's more rules about the community, and it's a kind of an inclusive statement of faith, right? Hmm. So we've got the rule of community, how their community functions. We've got the Damascus document, which is how a little bit more community function, but mostly what their religious uh, ideas are. And then the war rule, because the Essenes were sort of radically nonviolent, but they were also um, aware they did steady war practices because they were in a time of war with the Romans and had witnessed the brutality of the Romans. So they both studied war and refused to participate in it. So the war rule discovered in cave one is a manual for military organization and strategy, including detailed specifications for battle gear and signals. It's also a theological discourse that develops the doctrine of the spirits of truth and perversity mentioned in the manual of discipline. The scrolls apocalyptic portrayal of a 40 year, quote, holy war between the forces of good and evil involves Mm -hmm. heavenly as well as earthly soldiers. They're really into angels. They know (laughs) all the angels by name. The elect of Israel are joined by an angelic host while the devil and the evil angels fight alongside other nations of the earth. So it's it's just them against all the other nations. The victory of the forces of light was to signal a final destruction of evil after which God, the God of Israel, would rule eternally in justice. So they were pretty apocalyptic and they were pretty like the, the end is coming soon. Yeah. Um, yet again. 
Um, but they were also like super immediately messianic. Um, they were also really focused on not liking the Romans. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, it looks like, uh, let's see. It looks like AD 68 is when the community disbanded because of the Jewish revolt of AD 66 to 70 that resulted in eventually like where they were being pillaged. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm so that is their theology. Now, we haven't even gotten to the cool stuff yet. We're getting into it now. All right. So their lifestyle. <clears throat> Sorry to cough on you all. All right. Devout scholarly communities, possibly celibate, bound to each other in strict practice and spiritual pursuit, similar to a monastery. Um, and then there's the, so we, so again, there's the two classes, there's the monastic, and then there's the broader Essene community in Judea made up of individuals, families, households, and communities that were in the public sphere of Israel. Okay. So, right. So, and so, as I mentioned, where the Dead Sea Scrolls were found, they, it's like, okay. <laughs> Have you ever watched the life of Brian? Monty yes. Python? Yes. Okay. Okay. Um, do you remember like the sort of like aesthetic, aesthetic people that were like, the madman that was out in the caves in the desert. Yeah. Yes. That's yes. these guys. And I okay. think that's a direct play on them. <laughs> so That would make sense based off what yes. we talked about. Okay. I gotcha. Yes. yes. So um, the more mainstream, so it says about 4,000 Essenes lived in towns, villages, and large groups around Judea. They were in Jerusalem where a gate was actually named after them. And also at Masada, where their writings were found. They worked in agriculture, animal husbandry, beekeeping, and crafts of various kinds, but did not produce weapons. So they were hippies. They were hippies. I just want to... Back like, in the day. Yeah, there were other jobs besides agriculture, animal husbandry, and beekeeping and crafts. <laughs> the Those Bible, are like, pretty lots of tough. Yeah, that's a, that's a damning lineup, guys. It's it's hippie all the way. Like they basically made hemp necklaces on the side of the road is what they did. Um, Essentially. They participated in public life by trading with other Jews and Gentiles, and some of them could read and speak Greek. They were peace loving, but that convention did not prevent them from participating in the first Jewish revolt against Rome, 66 to 70, as we mentioned, preferring to be tortured and killed as martyrs rather than blaspheme the lawgiver or eat forbidden food. They're real strict about their diets. We'll get there. That makes sense. I could understand that. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, so the celibate, this is interesting too. The, uh, the celibate branch, the monks of the Essenes were all men exclusively. Huh? Here I am feigning shock and awe. Yeah. Except just kidding. We'll, we'll get there. They're, we're not, they're not, they're extremely patriarchal and yet not. So we're going to get there. Oh, um, little tidbit. Yeah, it's a, I'm ready. It's an interesting mix. Yeah. Um, so the celibate monks actually adopted children a lot. So yes. they mm. intended. So they're kind of like shakers in that way. Like they intended for their community to go forward through the generations, but they were celibate strictly. I love it. Yeah. Amazing. So they were. Yeah. So they, they were. Uh, big adopters which is pretty cool i mean listen there's always a lot of orphans around so, so i'm sure true. as an adopted person i guess it's fine <laughs> i'm adopted on my dad's side and so i would say the same thing pause to segue amarin yes. do you have a sister who is your sister yeah i do hey, and you didn't grow did you meet her as an adult uh-huh yeah 
after I was 18 when she was a, she wasn't an adult, but I was. I, too, have a sister who I've never met. Oh. And she lives in Kansas City. And um, we've at various tri- times tried to get together and it hasn't happened yet. But I, I also have an adult sister I've never met. And I'm very I just like saw something you mentioned it like in passing on Instagram at some point. And I was like, yeah, Do we also both have like, <laughs> like full blooded sisters that we didn't like know existed. And yeah, so. Well, I did know she existed my whole life. I have to clear. I have to. Well, give, no, I, I, I have I'm to, sorry. I did too, no, but I didn't also, know her. I yes. knew she existed as well, but I didn't. Right. But didn't, I. She was not a part of my life. Ever. Did not know her in her existence. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I just had. Yeah. I. I do. But yeah, that is a cool. That is a random. I never meet that many. Well, I guess I've met a couple people, but I barely ever meet anybody that has that same setup, and it's a very weird one. I hope you get to I'm, meet her. Maybe I'm I don't know. It doesn't too. always go well, but I would think it would in your case, since you're such a cool person. Well, she grew up with my dad, who I've never met or seen a picture of, and so that's yeah, crazy. I think it's actually, going to be maybe hard for me, but I probably really cool. not yeah. to mince, not to not mince words, but probably <laughs> <laughs> as one as one adopted person to another semi-adopted person, that sounds like a big time. But I'm, it's also very exciting. Very yeah, exciting. Sorry. So, so that was a segue. So anyway, Emmer and Just I are both pro adoption. We're all about adoption, and that's that's what we're here for. How cool would it be to be adopted by the Essenes? I don't know if it'd be cool at all, based off of what you've said so far. <laughs> As a child, this sounds like a terrible time. Oh um, man! If I were a child, I would be like, "Go on, <laughs> what are we doing now?" <laughs> I yes, I the diet thing stresses me out, but I but I haven't heard enough about their lifestyle. Maybe I'll, right. I'll let you know at the end if I think that all this right. would be a good place to be as a kid. <laughs> The Essenes are extremely egalitarian, which I have to be in favor of because it's always mm-hmm. been egalitarian communes I've lived in. Um, they practice collective ownership, electing a leader to attend to the interests of the group and obedience to the orders from that leader. Also, they were forbidden from swearing oaths, as we mentioned, and from sacrificing animals. They controlled their tempers and served as channels of peace, carrying weapons only for protection against robbers on the road. The Essenes chose not to possess slaves. They were actually the only, I think they were literally the first people in history who were like actively anti-slavery. And it was a big complaint about theirs about like why other even Jewish people weren't, um, weren't good enough because they Mm. owned slaves. So they were very, very anti-slavery, which is, you know, cool. Um, The Essenes chose not to possess slaves, but served each other. And as a result of communal ownership did not engage in trading. Is seen as a group practice social and material egalitarianism. Mm, nice. Yeah. yeah. Egalitarian means that there is no hierarchy in um, material goods or in theory in a hierarchy of rules either, although it sounds like they elect leaders and decide mm. to follow them. Um, after a year's probation, so if so if you want to be in a scene, you hang out for a year. After a year's probation, proselytes receive their Essenian emblems but could not participate in common meals for two more years. You can't sit with us. Wow. That's that's pretty salty of them, but I'm listening. I, yeah, but once you're in, you're like so excited. Like the buy-in is high. It would make it cooler to be in. I have yeah. to agree. I have I to agree. I think that's a good cult move, I have to say. And also like communal meals are so bonding. 
I sort of appreciate how protected you are. Like in in communes, there's this constant in and out flux of of new people, new people, new people, new people, and and so communal yeah. meals are new people, new people, new people all the time. And I I sort of see the value in in eliminating that and and a, a communal meal feeling so hmm. sacred and so rich. That's a nice thought. I hadn't considered that. Yeah, I totally see what you mean. And I will say when you go to communes, often you can tell older members because they simply will not speak to you at, at meals because yeah. they're over that. And they're like, I'd like to just be with these old people. I am, <laughs> I've spent 20 years greeting visitors. I'm not into it. So anyway, yeah. I think that's kind of cool. All right. So those who qualified for a membership were called upon to swear piety to God, justice toward men, hatred of falsehood, love of truth, and faithful observant of all other tenets of the Essene sect. New converts were allowed to take their noon and evening meals in silence with the others after this vow. Hmm. After a three-year probationary period, new members would take an oath that included a commitment to practice piety to God and righteousness toward humanity, maintain a pure lifestyle, abstain from criminal and immoral activities, transmit their rules uncorrupted. Oh, I think that means writing more manuscripts um, uh, and, yes. then, <clears throat> and then preserve the books of the Essenes and the names of the angels. Don't forget, they cannot tell the names of the angels. They have to keep talking about them, but they can't tell anybody else. Precisely. Got <laughs> their it. theology included belief in the immortality of the soul and that they would receive their souls back after death. Um, a lot of what they did centered around purification by water rituals, which is supported by rainwater catchment and storage. Um, according to the community rule, repentance was a prerequisite to water purification, which they did a lot. Ooh, I lo- kind of love that. I am s- also was raised with the um, <clears throat> keeping your soul after death thing, but not your body. And so I like that. It feels yeah, familiar. Same. Yeah, uh, yeah, true. Familiar. Um, I didn't mean to say familial. <laughs> it can be both. It, it, it may be both. To both. It does yeah. feel familial. Um, ritual purification was a common practice among the peoples of Judea during this period and was thus not specific to the Essenes. So Hmm. Jewish people still have, um, purity and cleanliness was considered to be, oh, hang on, let me get there. Jewish people still have water cleansing rituals. There's, you know, like Mm -hmm. they still have lots of, um, pretty elaborate rituals around water. And so that's not specific to the Essenes. I mean, they were Jewish to begin with, so it's not weird that they carried over, but they get real about the water. Um, (laughs) Purity and cleanliness was considered so important to the Essenes, get ready, that they would refrain from defecation on the Sabbath. Wow. That's dedicated. Very dedicated. They don't poo on Shabbat. Good for them. That's sunset to sunset, y'all. Wow. 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 Yeah, you better get ready. I knew some pretty serious Sabbath observers in my day growing up in the Ozarks, but none so serious to my knowledge. Could have been a yes, private I've... thing, but not to my knowledge. <laughs> it's true. Okay, so this is where I'm going to um, veer off the path a little bit. And I found an, uh, I couldn't, so I didn't get to have time to re- reread the entire Essene Gospel of Truth. So I couldn't find okay. the part that talks about their favorite activity in here. But one of their favorite activities is enemas. Bible enemas. So here we go. I found a little bit. Bible. (laughs) I I thought you said eyeball and Mm -hmm. I was horrified. So this (laughs) is a significant improvement. Thank goodness. I don't know that it is. Um, 
They, so the Essenes are really, really, really into essentially the four directions, right? Or like, mm. the, no, I'm sorry, the four elements. I'm sure they're into uh. the directions too, right? But they're super into the four elements, right? So they consider, first of all, they consider God to be a woman um, oh. exclusively. Um, okay. God is our mother. Earth is our mother, Um, And so then they're very interested in the way that we like, they want to ingest earth. They want to ingest water. They want to ingest Mm. air. And each of these are ritualized religious uh, cleansing and building ceremonies. That sounds awesome. I'm not going to lie to you. That got me very excited. I think I love a theme. I love a nature theme and I love a commitment to that nature theme. So I'm All right. I'm hearing a lot of good things, Jesse. Let's continue. Yes, you are. Okay, I'm going to read you a little bit of verbatim straight from the Essene Gospel of Peace. After the angel of air, so there's just shit tons of instructions about how to commune with each of the angels of the different elements. After Amazing. the angel of air, seek the angel of water. Put off your shoes and your clothing and suffer the angel of water to embrace all your body. Cast hmm. yourself wholly into his enfolding arms and as often as you move the air with your breath, Move with your body, the water also. I tell you truly, the angel of water shall cast out of your body all uncleanliness, which defiled it without and within. And all unclean and evil smelling things shall flow out of you, even as the uncleanliness of garments washed in water flow away and are lost in the stream of the river. I tell you truly, holy is the angel of water who cleanses all that is unclean and makes all evil smelling things of a sweet odor. No man can come before the face of God whom the angel of water lets not pass. In very truth, it must be born again of water and of truth for your body bathes in the river of earthly life and your spirit bathes in the river of life everlasting for you receive your blood from our earthly mother and the truth from our heavenly father. Wow. Yes. And so then it goes on to tell you how to do a Bible enema. Let's get to it. Let's start. Are you ready? I couldn't be more ready, if I'm honest. I'm pretty into this. All right. Let's see. So I tell you truly, suffer the angel of water to baptize you also within, that you may become free from all your past sins, and that within likewise, you may become as pure as the rivers from foam in the sunlight. Let's see. Seek, therefore, a large trailing gourd, having a stalk the length of a man. A take man? Out a it's a big gourd. It's got to be because you've got Sorry, a big job. I couldn't to do help here. but react. <laughs> that was, I didn't think you were going to say a man-sized gourd. Okay. All right. A stalk <laughs> the size of a man. Please go on. I assume they had gourd gardens for this. Seek, therefore, a large trailing gourd, having a stalk the length of a man. Take out its inward, its innards and fill it with water from the river which the sun has warmed. I think that's for your comfort level. That makes sense. Okay. (laughs) Hang it upon the branch of a tree and kneel upon the ground before the angel of water and suffer the end of the stalk of the trailing gourd to enter your hinder parts that the water may flow through all your bowels. Afterwards, rest kneeling on the ground before the angel of water and pray to the living God that he will forgive you for all your past sins and pray the angel of water that he will free your body from every uncleanliness and disease. Then let the water run out from your body that it may carry away with it all the unclean and evil smelling things of Satan. 
as you will see with your eyes and smell with your nose all the abominations and uncleanliness which defile the temple of your body, even all the sins which abode in your body, tormenting you, I tell you truly, baptism with water frees you from all these things. Renew your baptizing with water on every day of your fast till the day when you see that the water which flows out of you is as pure as the river's foam. Then betake your body to the coursing river and there in the arms of the angel of water, render thanks to the living God that he has freed you from your sins. There you have it. Um, so at one point I was going to say, never have I heard a more elegant description of an inelegant process, I think most would feel. <laughs> then as we continued, it got creepier and creepier for me. The last segment, I just didn't like one bit. I don't feel like I don't feel like <laughs> expounding in detail here, but I've nearly fully disassociated from the moment. Oh, no. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding, but it did crack me up and it was a little foreboding at moments, which it good for them, but my God, that was what a thing to I am going to do a callback here to our Zendik farm episode and remind yes. you that Zendiks are obsessed with enemas and do them constantly. That's right. So, yes. So this is partly why I thought I could um, save my Zendik boyfriend's soul with the Essenes because I was like, he's going to love the enema chapter. Well, um, yeah, naturally. Okay. But well, my memory makes is more him, sense. Like, yeah, well, my memory is him like constantly dragging me to like Walgreens or the health food store to get, you know, enema stuff because that's like, he didn't realize he had been in a cult and was in the slow process of deprogramming himself. So he was like, obviously we have to do more enemas. <laughs> so. It's a space that one could get into. I would have yeah. to say. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, we all learn these things in retrospect, certainly. So, so. true. Um, yes. So yeah. W- reading that though, I have to say if I had to choose between Walgreens and a gourd, the size of a man, I'm going gourd. I like to old school it. You're going gourd, and I have to respect that. Um, that is a very intimidatingly sized gourd, and I, yeah, I think it's all a very, a very intense process. I don't like the repetition. I hope everybody was okay during this time as Apologies. they were going through these actions. But I also do totally. I don't know. I still vibe with the fact that it's a ritual that's like water based, and it's like. I like the cleansing aspect and I like the promise that all the smelly, terrible, evil pits are going to leave you forever. Well, really not like forever, that, but for a minute. I really like that they're like, as you can smell, you, you were evil smell. and now you're not. That is really funny. Um, that's <laughs> genuinely freaking hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. So that's one of many quirky things about the Essenes. They love a gourd enema. All right. So now we're going to get into the early Christians. So I'm going to, I'm going to hearken us back one more time to the life of Brian Mm -hmm. uh, with the inglorious Monty Python. Guys, if you haven't seen the life of Brian, I don't know what you're doing with your lives. You need to quit your job and stay home and watch the life of Brian. Stop everything. Yeah. It's time. It's time for you to see it. All right. We can't keep telling you stuff like this. You've got to just do it on your own. I'm kidding. (laughs) If you haven't seen it, then you don't know why it's funny when we sing always look on the bright side of life. It's so true. You have a dim light as to what's going on. So in, 
one of my favorite parts of the life of Brian is that um, it is, they are pretty good at getting um, Judea at that time, kind of historically correct. And, mm-hmm. uh, but they're riffing on the fact that there were a, a whole bunch of little culty religious groups in Judea at Jesus's time. Okay. Yeah. Like a bunch of them, because remember the Jewish people have just been broken up by the Romans. They're trying, like the Romans are shoving this like new religion down their throats. They've, they've disrupted their community. They themselves have fractured off into different parts, which we just talked about. And yep. so there are a bunch of little culty groups that are all very esoteric and mystical at this yeah. time, like trying to figure out how to like land and reorganize from the shakeup. Right. So Absolutely. in the life of Brian, if you recall, there's the people's front of Judea, but then there's also the Judean people's front. Oh, <laughs> and they're constantly like running into each other and arguing about like, really tiny differences like well, yes. we wear our sandals like this well we wear our sandals like that i so, love it yes okay this is so in the early christian scene it is very much like the people's front of judea and the judean people's front so let's <laughs> get into it <clears throat> essenes and the early christians um where they shared the same geography they shared many of the same truths and core beliefs they read the same scripture they shared many similar practices and they lived in the same time period so there's there it's just really hard to separate uh where they are the same people and where they are actually different people um, because the Essenes weren't the people like scrawling fishes over their doorways or like there are all these different little groups. So, right. Yes. Um, rituals of the Essenes and Christianity have much in common. Um, the Dead Sea Scrolls describe a meal of bread and wine that will be instituted by the Messiah. So both the Christians and the Essenes previously said, described this meal of bread and wine that would happen with the Messiah. Mm, and then okay. the bread and wine. So again, like hmm. who was at the, who was at the last supper? Well, almost definitely the Christians and the Essenes. Yeah. Yeah. It's so hard where they like, I brought the bread, I brought the wine. (laughs) Yeah. That's a tough, yeah. That's very challenging. Yeah. It's, you know, chicken or the egg. Um, Let's see. So they, uh, they both believe that there was a judgment on the world that would come at any time. So they were both kind of end of the worldy. Um, They both have, as I said, a lot of the same, Bible verses are attributed are written by the Essenes in their scrolls and then written by Christian followers for biblical mm, texts. Suspicious. Um, very suspicious. Yes, yes. Other similarities include high devotion to the faith, even to the point of martyrdom, communal prayer, self-denial, and a belief in capt in a captivity in a sinful world. So they both believe like they're the light in a dark world. They also both use light and dark as symbology for good and evil, which actually was new at the time. Wasn't a thing that um, hmm. their previous religions were doing. Interestingly, very interesting. Yeah. Um, John the Baptist has also been argued to have been in a scene as there were numerous parallels between John's mission and the Essenes, which suge- suggests he perhaps was trained by the Essene community. In the early church, a book called The Odes of Solomon was written. The writer was very likely a convert from the Essene community into Christianity. The book reflects a mixture of mystical ideas of the Essene community with Christian concepts. Both the Essenes and Christians practiced voluntary celibacy and prohibited divorce. Even then, you still can't get divorced. No divorces. <laughs> Both also use concepts of light and darkness for good and evil. Um, hmm. Here are some more shared beliefs between the Essenes and the Christians. The Essenes and the early Christian community stood in opposition to the ruling religious parties of their day. Right. So 
as we yeah. said, they're both like little groups that are upset by both the Romans and the majority of the Jewish people and how they're responding to the world around them at the time. Both called them out as corrupt. Um, and many people believe that, as I said, J- Jesus was either raised in the Essene faith or just hung out with a lot of Essenes. And it's right. many people think that many of the disciples were also Essenes. Uh, there's also a whole, uh, you know what, I'm, I was about to get into Mary Magdalene, but I'm going to hold off on that. Hang on, hang on. <laughs> so that's essentially the Essenes. They're white robed people. That's actually, mm-hmm. I didn't read that, but that's a real thing. Like they wore white. They wore only a hundred percent linen, which is really fucking badass. And I love it. Biblical. Um, yeah. It's biblical. And if you talk to like the 12 tribes, almost exclusively only wears linen and they say, there's a, there's a world in which these people have things to back this up. I don't live in that world anymore, so I don't remember all of the theology sure. behind it. But they believe that linen has the highest like energetic vibration in the world of um, plants. Oh. Roses and spun linen, 100% okay. linen, have like a higher vibration as far. Because things do have vibrations. I don't know how the world, I'm not a quantum true. physics person. That's true. But Things do have vibrations. And so people who are really into only wearing linen, which the Bible in the Old Testament does command that we do. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it, it commands that we which not wear not mixing. Fabrics. We yes. can't wear wool and linen. Yeah, it must be separate. So that yes. 100% commitment is good. Yes. Although, you know, in the Bible, what was there other than wool or linen? <laughs> Not true, a whole lot. True. It was just very particular. You couldn't mix and match, right? You had to be a one kind of one kind of deal girl, hilariously, which I love very much. <laughs> but yeah, they, they very strictly only wore linen um, and say they dressed in white and they were very conscious to not be about clothes and not be about looks and do a lot of enemas. Um that was kind of their whole spiel. I'm just going to give you like a little blurb. I thought that I, here, I'm going to read you a little bit of a lot of the Essene gospel of peace is just records of what Jesus said. Mm -hmm. So here's a little bit of what they said. Jesus said, and Jesus answered, happy are you that hunger for the truth for I will satisfy you with the bread of wisdom. Happy are you that knock. So knock and the door will be opened. There's a whole Mm -hmm. lot of overlap, which makes you think, Sounds like these people were sitting there and they all wrote down the yeah. conversation that they heard, which is pretty cool. Um, true. And they asked him in amazement, who is our mother and which are her angels and where is her kingdom? And Jesus says, your mother is in you and you are in her. She bore you. She gives you life. It was she who gave you your body and her and her to her. You will one day give it back again. Happy are you when you come to know her and her kingdom. If you receive your mother's angels and if you do her laws, I tell you truly, he who does these things shall never see disease for the power of our mother is above all. And it destroys Satan and his kingdom and his rule over your bodies and all living things. It goes on and on. The blood which runs through us is born of the blood of our earthly mother. Her blood falls from the clouds, leaps up from the womb of the earth, babbles in the brooks of the mountains, flows wide in the rivers of the plains, sleeps in the lakes, rages mightily in tempestuous seas. The air we breathe is born of the breath of our earthly mother. Her breath is azure in the heights of the heavens, uh, sighs in the tops of the mountains, whispers in the leaves of the forests, burns hot in the desert. The hardness of our bones is born of the bones of our earthly mother, of the rocks and of the stones. So yeah, Jesus that's just- is about the ladies Mm -hmm. 
Interesting. I like that. I love that for them here. It is. It, I will say that li- literally just sounds like paraphrased Bible verses, like not necessarily oh, in a row, but like I obviously paraphrased. I'm not using that word literally. Um, but yes. it just sounds if you're reading a Bible verse, I think that it's wild that you could like take. And I know that that's the deal with with their writings is that they are super similar, but it's just uncanny, but like slightly different, which I think is really interesting. And who's lying? What did Jesus say? Well, nobody's lying. They're both basically saying the same thing. You walked away from a conversation and you both heard, I mean, they both say the gist of what Jesus said, but now here is where the Essenes take issue with the Christians, because Mm -hmm. what stood out to you in what I just read to you, that's different from what you read in the Bible. The mother stuff. The mother, all the feminine stuff. And so the Christians just dropped it and stuck with like a patriarchal uh, God set up and the Essenes were outraged by that. And they believed that anybody who didn't acknowledge the divine feminine was going straight to hell. Well, this may be true. This may be true. <laughs> they may be onto something. Yeah. Who are we know. to say that's not true? I like it. I so, certainly can't. Post Jesus, not too long after when we have, you know, the battle that I mentioned earlier, the Essenes completely disappear from history uh, <laughs> after the destruction of Jerusalem. According okay. to convention, the conventional view, the Essenes disappeared after the first Jewish Roman war, which we mentioned, uh, which also witnessed the destruction of the settlement of Qumran, which is where they were. Uh, so mm-hmm. their caves were destroyed. Scholars have noted the absence of direct sources supporting this claim, raising the possibility of their endurance or the survival of related groups in the following centuries. Um, Essene teachings could have influenced other religious traditions, such as early Christianity and Mandaism. Mandaism? Mandaism. Mm-hmm. Mandaean scripture affirms that the Mandaeans descend directly from John the Baptist. Um and his disciples, which would make them Essenes. Mm-hmm. John Baptist being considered to be most likely an Essene. Yeah. Because he's so baptizing. Uh, similar to the Essenes, it is forbidden for a Mandaean to reveal the names of the angels to a Gentile. Essene graves are oriented north-south, and a Mandaean's grave must also be in the north-south direction, so that if the dead Mandaean were stood upright, they would face the north. Um, both groups were vegetarian, and both groups are pacifists. So then we've got the Magarari- Magararians or the Magarites, uh, who were called the people of the caves. So that's considered a different sect. But is it a different sect or is it another name that people gave to the Essenes? Hmm. A lot of people identify the Magar the Magarians with the Essenes. So then hmm. what this brings us to is that if people actually, if, if the Magarians and the Essenes are in fact the same group and people have just colloquially called them two different names for whatever reason, maybe yes. they, you know, had a popular guy named something with an M or, you know, whatever, right? Like we don't know why people start to colloquially call something, something different than it is, but it still happens right. all the time. So if other people refer to the Essenes with two different names, well, then the Megarians were mentioned in the Bible. And if uh, the writer of the text that mentioned mm. that is mentioning these different sects is leaving out the Essenes, it's possible it's because he considers them synonymous with Megarians. Interesting point. Yeah, that would make a big difference. The Bible is the Bible and other texts like this are just so complicated because of how many different little 
tweaks and translations and yes and possibilities there are for what it is like sometimes one word will just have so many different depending on the the lens that you're translating it through will have so many slightly different meanings so it is yeah. sort of fair to say maybe some of the stuff is literally getting lost in translation or changing right. more over time like maybe the reason that there's such a patriarchal tent on the bible at the point that we have now is because the bible's been processed so much maybe well, if certainly we can, it has yeah and so like there's an interesting question there um and then of course there are many different versions of the bible and then you add in these different accounts so it becomes it becomes well, really I mean, clear that it's complicated <laughs> the bible is a canon of books that were collected and selected and many many books were rejected the essene mm -hmm. gospels were discovered post the original collecting of much, the Bible text. Yeah, yeah, way much post. Because it was like, what, the 18, 1900s? It was... Oh, it was in 1952, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah. So super, yeah. super recent. So um, obviously they, they missed the boat on that one. But, you know, if you go to any hippie store and look at all, like the, the Magdalene scriptures, there, the book of um, Thomas, there are all these other... Um, yeah. Of the same timeline books that were rejected from the Bible and... I don't know if a hundred percent of them, but like the vast bulk of them have a, have a feminine God face. Oh, almost all of them. Yeah. yeah. It's a very, it's not a coincidence. There's a very specific right. tent to the books that you're not supposed to read. Um, if you're a Bible person, TM. So it's right? entirely also possible that the Essenes were that whoever's writing the list was like, fuck those Essenes, you know, <laughs> Maybe the that name was down. the case. Maybe there was just a little <laughs> beef going on, which is understandable yeah. as well, I think. Also, the Essenes were very clear that like they were vegans and the rest of them were meat eaters and both literally mm. and figuratively. And they were yeah. too cool for school. They were the CrossFitters. And so maybe they were just like, you they know, just not like, getting in this text. The it's Essenes. Not, yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, I mean, like, the, you know, nobody who wrote the Bible spent the three years to get into the Essene Club. So. No. Yeah. So very, very interesting group. They were out yeah. and about mixing it up with the people of Judea on the one hand, and then they had this also very like strong ascetic monkhood going on, but they mixed in and out of that. They weren't exclusive to each other. They definitely yeah. were hanging around with Jesus and the disciples. Um, yeah. And I love generally their theology. I love mm. their, their elaborate practices. I love how into purity yes. they are. So <clears throat> the Essenes disappeared from history post their caves being destroyed. We can, we can ask ourselves, did they blend in with the Christians and the other groups at this time? Did they in fact cease to, were the monks entirely wiped out in one fell swoop because they were all there and they don't even practice violence. Um, and mm -hmm. then the people in the cities like dropped it for their own good we don't know, right? Yeah. We just don't know True. whether they assimilated or disappeared entirely. Um, we do know that there is not a through line of Essenes from the biblical times to now. Right. However, in current day, we have a whole bevy of different Essenes now who are all the true Essene church, only like only just them, but all of them, like a but bevy of them. them. Similar yeah. to Christianity, but more intense slightly. Um, all of them are the one true way to be in a scene. Yes, that is correct. Ah. So, 
Yeah. Um, so let's see. I, I just saved literally just two out of the fray, but there are lots and lots of the scenes. So I've okay. got one that is the Tree of Life Foundation. And if you go to their website, it's a picture of like a whole bunch of people dressed in all white sitting in a circle. I would nice. definitely sit in this circle. So that is at the treeoflifefoundation.org if anyone wants to see how pretty they are. Mm. Um, they basically just like talk about who the Essenes were and kind of like what they believe. A whole lot of people believe, and we'll get into this more in a second, that, and you know this part of the world of conspiracy theories, um, believe that Jesus married Mary Magdalene and that they had a child and that that child went on to sort of like, A, create a bloodline of Jesus through the years, but also like uh, carry on his beliefs, which according to the modern Essenes and probably the late Essenes, that would be the Essene belief that he would have been carrying on, if that makes right. sense. Yeah. Um, yes. So this kind of goes on about how they are linked to these people. Um, and then they have a leader. Let's see. The current leader of the modern Essenes is Rabbi Gabriel Cousins. Um, seems that he is not like a rabbi in the tr- traditional sense. I think he just decided that's his name. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. Um, Let's see. Uh, Let's see. He added the six foundations and the sevenfold piece, which encapsulates the great Torah way of enlightenment. This allows people to follow the way without being Torah scholars. There it is. Uh, Mm. We consider so he would you would assume he's not either. We consider ourselves because we actually follow the primordial teachings of the Essenes as doers of the Torah, adhering to a vegan live food, drug free lifestyle as an authentic Essene expression. We do love a live food lifestyle. All the Essenes are about the live food, all of them. All right. So that's one. Here's another one that I thought was a little more in-depth and interesting. Um, This is on the worldreligion.org site. So um, this is just yet another. Let me see if I can find the name of this particular. This is the Essene Church of Christ. Okay. So they kind of, again, they have their own guru and he's, he's interesting. He, so their guru, I'm not going to read you all this stuff, but just to sum it up, um, his name was Malachi and he came up from Mexico in the early seventies and was like out like surfing and stuff and decided that he was the Essene leader. And he Hmm. basically took over an abandoned lot in San Diego next to a hotel or an abandoned hotel and the lot next to it. And okay. just like basically the people who owned the abandoned hotel and the lot next to it just like let him roll and didn't like deal with it for many years. So he started a commune there and decided he was an hmm. scene leader. Um, but he just led the group for a really long time. And people really they were extremely strict. So almost like lots of people came and went, but nobody stayed except okay. for one guy stayed for a really long time and like made oh. himself the disciple of Malachi. And so eventually Malachi died and there is, there's no footage of him. There are no pictures of him. There's nothing. There's one single cassette tape in which they talked and, and this guy day recorded Malachi talking. That's all that remains of Malachi. So eventually like years down the road, the property owners were like, Hey, you can't live here anymore. So they ceased to have a commune, but they are still a church. And it seems like they're a pretty active church. Um, Mm. Yeah, they're out in the Portland area now. Let's see. Um, <clears throat> da, da, da. They believe in... Okay, so... Oh, they have their own texture. It's called the 
holy mega law. Um, and that, so they, they, they made their own holy text and that's okay. the holy mega law. Sorry. Um, there's so many big words in this, um, but that's their Bible. They wrote it, but it's their Bible. If gotcha. that makes yeah. sense. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. And, and because they wrote their own Bible, the possibility remains that new revelatory texts may be introduced at a later date, which is it's a nice living too, document right? for the live for food. That. Yeah. 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 Right. Absolutely. Um, so they're really not into um, technology. So you can't access the Holy Megala, but you can Megalon. It's really hard to say these words. They're in my in my defense. They're in a weird script. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so if you want to join their church, you write to them and say, "May I please read your Holy Megala?" And they'll mail it to you. Okay. Um, And then you have to basically like read it, take some little quizzes, um, agree that you agree with their ideology and then like pay a stipend every month basically to the church. Um, And then you can be a part of their church or not, or I'm sorry, you can, you can physically go live with them or you can just like in theory, be a member of their church, but living out wherever you live, not near them. Mm, Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. Uh, oh, here we go. Petitional converts may submit a mail order form to receive the Essene Bible. Um, oh, and then uh, also their documents on the 49 petals of the Blue Rose and an introduction to the Order of the Blue Rose, because they believe, and they're not the only ones, that when Mary Magdalene uh, saw Jesus on the night he was resurrected, he whispered to her, go start our church with our kid and it's going to be the Blue Rose Society and here's all the tenants. And she was like, I'll do it. And then she was out. So the disciples wouldn't accept her telling them that they should do this. And so she went off and started the secretive order of the Blue Rose with Jesus's son. Of course, it was a boy. Right. That makes sense. Yes. Uh, to be a member in good standing with of the Essene Church of Christ, one must fulfill our four requirements. <laughs> I'm sorry, this is Monty Python again. You must answer my questions for. Four. <laughs> what is your name? Uh, let's see. One must fulfill our four requirements. Send a small monthly donation to the church. Uh, subscribe to the Essene Path Quarterly Journal. Practice good citizenship as outlined in the precepts of Zayen and maintain a vegetarian diet. Members mm-hmm. are baptized by immersion upon entry into the church, and they are given personal Essene mantras or Hebrew words of power at various stages of their spiritual path. Ooh. Disciples who advance to the highest level of the Order of the Blue Rose go through a baptism by fire. I'm very curious about this. I thought you were going to say jealous, and I was going to agree. Okay. I know. What is happening? Devotees are encouraged to practice any form of yoga, which are considered to be the branches of Essene yoga, the original yoga Jesus Christ taught. Other rituals include tree hugging, Sufi dancing, meditation, and chanting. Members avoid using Greek words like Jesus in favor of uh, the term Yeshua. Oh, they also host an annual summer gathering at Bretton Bush Hot Springs, a holistic retreat center in Oregon. Well, I'm shockingly close to Oregon. I could just work my way up there. Please Um, do. I wish that sounds so fun. I was like not that on board whenever we were talking about the first group. I was like, well, I don't know. But then this <laughs> one, I would—I don't know. There were some very intriguing points, some angles I hadn't considered being brought up. 
I'm not kidding at all when I say if somebody's going to give me Hebrew power words just for me, I want them. Please. I Please. want them and I will send my monthly donation. I'm not kidding. Like I'm like, I'm happy oh, with those I have things. time to do this homework. Yeah. What What is going on? That is yeah, yeah. delightful. Sheer delight. A lot of good so, angles. We have a lot of People's Front of Judea and Judean People's Fronts running around claiming to be the only true Essenes right now. Um, but they all seem fun. They all seem fun. I don't think you can go wrong with any of them. I think a they lot of it comes is- down to whether you want to have a live diet, a vegan diet, or a vegetarian diet. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, it sounds like you can just sort of like get into the right space for you. Custom mix also, and match lightly. I think... I think for press purposes, none of them have mentioned enemas, but there's no way that's not a part of this. Yeah. Seems unlikely. <laughs> Seems unlikely. Yeah. yeah I'd so have to think so. That's the Essenes sort of hiding in the mists of time, very into yes. like magic-y stuff. I like them. Amarin, what are your I love thoughts? Them. I love them. You couldn't, I couldn't even let you finish your sentence. I was like, (laughs) shut up, Jesse. I love them. Jesse. I love them. I don't want to hear anything else about it. Yeah, of course I have, I have the standard woman questions. Like I'm sure they had female members. I'm sure they weren't represented as much as they probably should have been considering the whole female centric text thing. So you'd think they would be more down with like female leadership, but I'm sure they weren't because obviously not. Um, So these are my, these are, these are kind of maybe outlying thoughts but overall if welcome Maybe, but they consider mary magdalene to be like their their primary leader like they they consider the other christians oh i'm sorry i didn't say this but modern essenes consider modern christians to be basically of the devil specifically because they deny female divinity yeah but see, even in the I bible think... scenes like that's that was their yeah. Yeah, I think I could get on board with that. Like as long as as long as they walk the walk. Because like I I totally hear you about the Mary Magdalene thing. Um one hundred percent, and that's a very good point. So I, I am kind of like, well, yeah, so maybe they are fully committing to the the text here. Um and I love it. So if I, you know, if I was in a position, I don't know so much like now if I the the the, the prescience of the of the time before um, where they are fully active in their zone, obviously the best, one of the best things ever. I love the, I love Mary Magdalene. We've talked about this before. We don't even have time to get into what a big fan I am of that space. Um, And the concept of female divinity is obviously very close to my own heart. (laughs) So I think I'm a resounding yes, and maybe a modern day yes if things went south enough in my personal life. Maybe <laughs> keep it on the list. Keep yeah, it on the that list. was one of my questions: was which one of the two groups you would you would join? So the primarily the old one. Oh, the second one. Well, oh, okay. So let me. I'm sorry. Let me go. Let me move on. Okay. Primarily the old one, as in like yes, if I had the option to travel in time and go back and be in that space and be like a scribe, yeah, that'd be pretty cool. Um. I would be very down with that. But speaking more realistically, out of the two groups that we talked about that are currently functioning, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Group is the one that I would modern day probably be a little bit more into. Though I did I want take my a, power words. Yeah, I want my power words bad. Though I did take a quick look at the first group because they had a very compelling name um, online briefly while you were talking, and yeah. I saw only a photo of the leader, and he did look so leadery. 
He you know, did. And he's he super unattractive. So... That bummed me out. Yeah, but it's also almost more impressive because the <laughs> the the whole vibe was just like he was selling it big time. There was like an internal yes. light. It was probably just a ring light, but it looked like an internal <laughs> light coming from within him. I was very impressed. Uh-huh. But that wasn't quite enough for me. So pro- yeah, the second group I would be pretty hot on checking out in modern day time. And I really like this, man. I am also a crazily pro woman person. So this may yeah. be just my vibe, you know? This might be exactly my lane, fortunately. You might really enjoy Guys, I, I recommend the, you know, one to two hour read of the Essene Gospel of Peace. I got mine for a dollar, so it's quite accessible. Um, I kind of, here's how I picture. So if I'm picturing the Essenes back in the day, I see like the the very monkety monks doing their Essene thing and they feel great about themselves. They're adopting kids and they're like having monk lunches. And I think that sounds like fun to check out, but I'm not even invited. So it's not it's not a thing. Yeah. Um, but I here's how I picture the 4000 Essenes living in Judea among all the other little culty, culty groups, the Nazarenes, the, mm. you know, all of these different little little culty groups of the Christians of the time um, and then the the larger the larger um, Jewish and then Roman community. Here's how I picture them. Like basically like the hippie, hippie, hippie house where you go in and they're like, yeah, Hey, yeah, come on in. Yeah. We're, we're a scene. So come yeah, right you just, in. Like, take your shoes off at the door. That'd be great. Yeah. No, we're so glad that you're here. Would you like a, a glass of water? It's pure. And I've got some lentils. You know, like I just picture them being like real chill, Real cool, yes. real nurturing. Like, oh, my husband will be home soon. Oh, come on in, Jedediah. He's another Essene. Honey, Bring would you like in. your lentil soup? Yes, dear. Thank you so much. You're a goddess. Very nice. See, very good energies. I'd like to witness that firsthand. Truly. That's how I see the Essenes. But they're also all in white, which I can't get enough of. I love it. All year yeah. round. Really. White scorn linen. the South. I'm obsessed. <laughs> I freaking love it. I'm all about the intellectual groups. I'm all about people that think that they have a little something that no one else has. Oh, and especially the if they do. I'm really oh, hopeful even that the modern day scenes still have the or and, and this would be pretending, I would have to think if they did this. But listen, a lot of good lot of good religious groups do a fair bit of pretending, so I wouldn't judge them. It's fine. And it's that fine. is I hope they still believe in the angel name bit. And I hope that oh, they I still believe that they have the secret angel names, only them, because that is some sexy, sexy stuff right there. I, I agree. love a secret angel name. Are you Who kidding doesn't? me? Literally, it's appealing to the masses. Yeah, I couldn't be yeah. more pleased. I it's like they took the best parts and made it into one thing. Anyway, go on. Well, no, it's okay. And and also, like, they made it. You can literally just mail order your membership and, like, read the quarterly review. And you get to be in a scene and get your power. I can't get out of the power words. Why wouldn't I want that? I, I well, as a girl that was definitely just on YouTube earlier today, <laughs> looking up different meditation practices in hopes I would uh-huh. just accidentally cast a spell on myself by coming across a very powerful creator who wasn't just gimmicky. Um, I definitely wasn't doing that earlier. So I can't relate to these people at all or you is what I'm saying. Mm, you know what I bought on Black Friday while everyone else was getting Black Friday stuff from Best Buy? What is it? I bought, um, they were finally half price, uh, individualized uh, sleep meditations, like sp- specific ones. Yeah. <laughs> I See, know. That's the Black Friday deal that I support. That makes mm-hmm. sense. Mm-hmm. Quick rush at the beginning, but the payoff 
really exceptional. Yep. Yep. Can't say, say enough good things. So, I mean, and here's the thing. This show is called Cults I Join. If I'm talking about 50 different cults that are all completely different and I join almost all of them, I think it goes without saying that I'm willing to suspend my uh, my criticisms yeah. or my critical thinking to some degree, right? As long as like it feels healthy and happy, I'm yes. into it. Yes, I agree. If we're worshiping the sun, I like it. If we're talking to my mother, let's do this. Let me if in there right now. Soup involved. Great. Ladle the lentils, baby. If my colon is going to be cleaner at the end of this, I can't think of a con. I mean, it's hard to push back on the clear health benefits I'm seeing from the group, right? Mm -hmm. Raw food, live food, which if anybody doesn't know what we mean when we say live food, we basically just mean raw food. Uh, It's basically like the raw food. food It's not exactly that, but go on. I I would guess there's a shit ton of kimchi and other fermented products. Yes, I think so. So yeah, live food is is about like we all have bacteria living in our gut, healthy bacteria, and we want to preserve that. We have all these good things in our body and the things that we put in are just like individually nurturing and building up collectively all of this stuff. And processed food is the devil, the actual devil um, in <laughs> these situations. I'm sure you've met people like this who are practicing vegans, but are also like all about the enemas and all about the clean, clean, clean water and all the things. And they're always like, very smiley. They're always very chill. They always do seem very healthy, but they're also like definitely couldn't take you in a fight. True. Right. Cause they're True. just, they're, I got they're red meat strength. Right. That yes, no, that's exactly right. And so, but yeah. they're really pleasant to hang out with. And also if you don't like their cult, they can't stop you from leaving. No just push right past them. It's so true, but I, yeah, I'm all in on it. I love, I love it. I think it sounds, sounds super healthy. I think it sounds like mentally healthy stuff. I didn't hear anything in there that I was like, oh, this is, this is dark. I don't think we should be focusing on this. I'm not saying that they never had anything really happen in that case. They may have. It helps that they went totally dark for most of the time we're talking about here. Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years. What happens in the sta- cave stays in the caves, I think, is what that comes down to. I think you're right. And I yeah. must, I must say, I'm impressed. I'm impressed. More impressed nice. than I even was with the finders because, you know, they seemed pretty found at the time. These guys <laughs> right. seem pretty, these guys are pretty abstract. These guys are they out have in the really grass. Hung on to, like, their branding has, has really stood the test of time. It's They're true. like, we're mystical. It's true. And I maybe, honestly, I think they may be coming most into their own right now. It took all this time. 2024 mm. may be their year with the way that trends are going. Seriously. <laughs> true that. True it's that. Interesting. So you, so you would join the biblical ones before the modern ones? Yeah. Big time. I think I would, too. I think I would, too. I really like their old-timey scene back then. And I really like how they're rad. hanging with all the other only slightly different cults. I like how they were probably mixing it up in the streets. Yes, I am literally. Here's a fun fact about Christian me. Uh, I'm obsessed with the Pharisees and the Sadducees. And now we can actually add the scenes in here, too. Ooh, uh-huh. uh, I'm obsessed with the way that they actually like interact in biblical text and different translations and things like uh-huh. they're just very sassy. They're very passive. They're judgmental. <laughs> I, it's yes. very relatable. It's very human. And I love to see it. 
Um, and they're a bit like British Parliament. There's a lot of like yeah. polite face slapping. Yeah, precisely. And I've always liked that. And the concept of being in forum with these petty people with mm. me. That sounds like a lot of fun, especially in a long white robe. Oh, yeah. You can't I think I could do that. a lot argumentatively there. You know, <laughs> I think I could. I have a lot of ground to gain. And am I not woman? So, ha ha. True them. that. Plus, we could actually have hung out with Mary Magdalene. <sighs> yeah. See, I my guess is that that would just cure me from anything ever. And maybe make me immortal. I'm not sure. So I'm I not going to argue. Who's to say it, it might not ever happen? But if if the laws of space and time do change, I would like to go back to be Mary Magdalene's friend. Thanks. Yeah, for sure. That's who I would pick as well of all the people. Also, I think in modern times, I very much want to be initiated into the Society of the Blue Rose. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Whatever Mary Magdalene's secrets are, I want them. I want all of Mary's secrets as well. And listen, uh-huh. I'm not above claiming vegetarianism when I may or may not. I mean, I have alpha gal. I already can't eat mammals. I think that's good enough. I think that's good enough. I think that's good enough. Mm-hmm. Shout For out me. to my good friend, Danielle, who's in the next world now, but who was a vegetarian, except she ate chickens because she just hated chickens. Personally. Okay. This is something I said when I was a kid because I was raised with chickens. And one time I got the thing happened to me where I became vegan for a brief moment because I I found out about what happens. And I was really horrified and I still had a moral conscience. And um, so I was like, I'm not going to eat any meat, but I love meat is the problem. And honestly, I have not figured (laughs) out yet if it's possible for this body that I was given in this life to go without meat. I am so weird. I don't understand. Like I just like if I go too long without eating red meat my body is not well it's strange i don't like it so i'm a vampire a little bit and um, that was me too yeah it was very yeah. hard for me when i literally couldn't i mean i was hospitalized for having no iron in my blood this year i was year. gonna say it's the iron thing unfortunately <laughs> it's a direct result, even yeah. though every time that we test my iron it somehow jumps up shortly beforehand which none of the listeners care about but i have this weird problem where i can't accurately identify an iron problem even though i have every symptom so doctors out there let me know what's going on with that. Anyway. Hit her up. Hit her up. Uh, <laughs> um, also, let's let's cut this part of the conversation in case the Essenes listen to it and they don't let us in the club. Because I really, I want all the I want Well, all the hey, treats. I could be changed. Listen, I could be changed. And that to, to learn and grow is good, right? So I've got a lot of ground. I could be proselytized to. I could be transformed. See the vision. If you were to just reach out to me and I could be purified as well. So I, I'm open. I'm As-scenes. open. We're I'm ready. Corrupt Let's do this. Babe, come help. Just it's going to be so great. I can't wait to be in a scene with you. Okay. Uh, let's do aesthetics. One to ten. What you got? Nine for me. Yeah, I agree. I fully agree. Big fan of the aesthetic. I'm probably wrong. I'm probably romanticizing the hell out of it. I don't care. Nine. <laughs> Doesn't matter. All white linen is an easy yes. There's like no, there's no downside to it. I mean, I'm all well, in. A few things come to mind. Again, it's me and the salsa. I just, it's I fair. get salsa on everything. It's <laughs> such a fair thing to think about ahead of time. Okay, we'll so have we got to, that. I'll have to consider that. But outside of that, yeah, no, I, I too am a nine. Um, guys, right now on our Patreon, we're talking about uh, love has won, 
And this crazy lady is walking around with like literally a necklace on top of her head, like it's a crown. So True. the aesthetic is is a stark contrast for me between aesthetics I hate and ones that I love. And this is this is winning all the awards. This is a love. This yeah, is a love. So. All right. Yeah. It seems you get a nine from us on aesthetics. I hope you're happy with that. Feel good. Uh, wackadooiness. Not wackadooey. Three. I don't think that they're not not wackadooey. I would say because there's the mysticism and I honestly don't want to downplay it. Right. Because I think right. it can get pretty wacky. I don't want to like insult them by saying anything. But I also think they're not that wackadooey, if you will. To use I the feel technical like you term. Forgot. Do you want me to reread any of the Gord literature or do you want me to the know? Gord, I'm good on the Gord. <laughs> but I also know like plenty of people that are like very pro enema, I feel like. Oh, honest. yeah, no, for so sure. I, it just so doesn't always have a Gord in the. The, the, the man sized uh, <laughs> shafted Gord is not for me. I won't. Uh-huh. That may be, that is a temporary 10, okay? There's, okay. there's a there's an asterisk i don't want to bring down all the scenes but there is an asterisk 10 for that long ass gourd that's what i say so, so i'm going to give the scenes an eight and here's why Ooh. because i suspect that their secrets get cook oh it's a good point it's a good speculation i like that yeah okay. i it, right. i the stuff i know isn't so wackadooey but i suspect they get real weird up in there i believe otherwise it, it wouldn't be a secret and i'm into it I freaking believe it. And you're so darn mm-hmm. right. And I like that your brain went there. You were open to it. Mm-hmm. That's a point mm-hmm. for you probably in the Essene category. So, okay. Higher up All on right. the wackadooey. Yeah. So we're in. There's nothing else to rate, right? No, that's it, guys. Amarin and I will be joining the Essenes shortly. See you never, probably. <laughs> <laughs> this has been great. We found the cult for us. <laughs> Can't thank you guys enough. Thanks for being here for this journey. Um, <laughs> and you, hopefully, you know, maybe one of you can pick up the mantle and keep helping people figure out uh, the right match for them. It's like match.com yeah, yeah. for Colts. Uh, that's yeah, us here back, at Colts Mid Join. <laughs> check back next week to see if we finish this season or not. And in the meantime, lentil soup for all. Namaste. Namaste. Hey, friends. If you are loving Cults I Join and want to help us share the fun, here are some actions you can take. Subscribe and share the show on any podcast platform. Rate and review us on Google. This keeps us visible and gives an angel its wings. Or at least that's what our guru says. Follow us at Cults I Join on the dot com, the Facebook and the Insta, and then hit us there with all your comments, discussions and questions. We really do love hearing what you think. Finally, a huge thank you to our co-creators. Editing and post-production is by DeverWeb, and the biggest thanks to the incomparable Miss Devin Spruill, our theme song creator and performer. You should go soak up her music right now. And that's it, y'all. Thanks for listening, and happy culting!